0: We are worshiping under extraordinary circumstances. And praise be to God, I am so glad that uh, you found the opportunity and the ability to be here. Some of you, I'm surprised how you got through the checkpoints. And praise be to God, God always makes a way for us. So anyway, today, as we have heard different readings, uh, and we have the theme proclamation of a profitable life, it's a proclamation of Because in the midst of all of these difficulties, we can expect something good from the Lord our God. I was was reading a lot of scriptures, and I was reading something that uh, happened in the life of Joseph in Genesis. And when the brothers came to me and said, "Uh, have mercy on us, what we did to you, we were still young, we were dumb. And Joseph said, do not be afraid. You meant it for evil, but God turned it for good. So how is God going to turn this for good? I don't know. He doesn't give us details. But what is important is what was seen in the life of Joseph. Even though he was sold to slavery, even though uh, he was uh, uh, in prison, in a dungeon, he never lost hope, he never lost faith, he never lost the ability to worship God, he never quit. If he had, if anyone had an excuse made against God. If anyone had an excuse to turn away from God, it was Joseph. But in the midst of that, he kept the faith. He kept his confidence in God, and God was able to turn everything around him. And it's going to be the same thing for us, and today, as we have read the different readings, I believe this is what God is wanting to communicate to us. Practice faith in God, during difficult times. Practice faith in God during difficult times. During this time, there is a spirit of fear that is wanting to dominate our hearts and our minds. And one of the things I posted on Facebook, I said, fear will open you to what you fear. Okay? If you fear getting sick, if you fear going bankrupt, if you fear this and that, that opens you to that. Okay? But, we can overcome that because we have the Greater One in us. And faith is not just something that you wake up to, I will have faith today. No, it's something you intentionally practice. And we will find scriptures here in, in, in our Gospel today and how we can apply this. So we want to practice faith in God during difficult times. Well, these are difficult times. and. Uh, It's a time of darkness, and great darkness according to Isaiah, but it's also a time for light, because Satan is not the only one who's trying to do something. God will never let him have the last word, okay? And if we maintain our faith in God, God's word is what will have the last say in our lives. Let's go to the Holy Scriptures. Two things I'd like to share with you from verse 17 to 21. Uh, first principle, God's Word gives hope in hopeless situations. God's Word gives hope in hopeless situations. Okay? And then the second thought I'd like to share with you, and basically is in verse to 27 is this, God's promises are for today. God's promises are for today. Okay? Now, let's look at some of the verses here. Let me just read verse 17 through verse 21. So in uh, uh, verse 18 to 21, Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Verse 21, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, one of the things that the Jews believed in at that particular time is that if someone dies uh, the first three days after someone's death, they believe that the spirit of that person who died is still hovering or within the vicinity of the body. And if there was ever a window where that body can still be resurrected or be revived, okay? it would be within three days. But Jesus Christ came after four days. And so they believe on the fourth day the Spirit leaves and there really is no more hope for that person to be revived once more. So here we have a picture of a hopeless situation. I mean, what is more hopeless than death? At least when someone is permanently ill, he's still breathing. Even though the pulse is weak, even though the heartbeat is weak, there is still hope that that person can be healed. Okay? Right now we are looking at many views of many people who are dying of this coronavirus. They don't seem to feature some of the people who are abiding. There's someone in Italy who is supposed to have gone beyond 100 years old and yet recovered from this particular thing. There's a story that's that's circulating that's saying that God breathed into me the breath of life Everything that was in my lungs uh, cleared up because that's how the virus cancelled. Okay? It called out to the Lord, but that's never featured in the main They only want to feature death. Death is a picture of death. It's like the death of your career, it's like the death of your business, it's like the death of your relationships. There's no more way of bringing that back. And the cry of Martha is this, Lord. If you had been healed, he never would have died. Take note, she did not say, "If you had only arrived earlier." Martha understood. It's not easy for Jesus to come quickly, unlike today. Today we have cars, we have vehicles. Uh, Time is cut short by our travel. We went to Israel and we went from place to place and we got there the same day. Where it would take people of Jesus' time three or four days to get to one place, it took us only one day—about three places or four places. Why we had buses? At that time, they didn't have that. Okay. So basically, she understood that traveling is kind of slow, and that he might be a little late. And so that's that's her cry. Uh, uh, warned if only, if only you were, if only you were here then this thing never would have happened. He never would have died. The good news is, Jesus Christ said to us, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. He said to us, go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost and I will be with you until the end of the age. We don't have to cry as Martha did because unlike today, the Lord Jesus is with us because of the Holy Spirit. He's not just with us. He's in us. Okay? According to the Holy Scriptures in 1 John 4, 4, Greater is He who is in you than Him that is in the world. In the second reading, we read But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells within you, does He dwell within you? Yes, yes He does. That the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead will quicken or give life to your mortal flesh through His Spirit within you. The ability to heal, the ability to be renewed is in you because the source of life is in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And what really activates that life within us is our faith in the Lord our God. Are you getting this? Okay. So let's go to the second thought today. God's promises are for today. Uh, verse 22, but even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He who believes in Me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in Me shall never die. Do you believe this?" She said to Him, Yes, Lord, I believe that You are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. So very clearly He says, You know your brother will rise again. Well, yes, I know. One day He will will rise again, you know, during the end of time. But Jesus Christ says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I am your source and I am here with you right now. And just like He was hidden there with, with, with her, He was there with them at that time. So the Lord is with us right now. In the time of the coronavirus, He's with us right now. In the time when it seems the are shutting down, He's with us right now. In a time when it seems like nobody knows what to do and things are getting desperate, He's with us right now. All of the promises of God are in him and we are in him. We are where the promises are. And, you know, we are not helpless. And uh, I thought it was something that would be fulfilled someday. But the Lord is saying, the promises of God are for you right now. Okay? And so how do we exercise our faith in God? See, if the promises are fulfilled in Christ, then the blessings belong to us right now. Christ is with us right now. You understand what I'm saying? But how do you touch the blessings in the Word of God says, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Okay? We get principles from the first reading. I can't read all of this, but take note in the first reading, okay, it says that Ezekiel was brought before that valley of bones. Okay, though so it's a valuable moment. I mean, these were people who died a long, long time ago. This is a picture of something that's impossible. This is a picture of something that is hopeless. But then in verse 30, in verse uh, 17, okay, he said Ezekiel, Prophesy to the bones. Because the Lord has Ezekiel. Do you think his bones can live? You know, Ezekiel, can he say the Lord? They're dead. There's no flesh. Flesh is God. So no, it cannot be. But he was in the presence of God, and so he didn't say that. Sir, Lord, you know. And the Lord gave him instructions, prophesied, speak the word to the valley of Moss. Okay. What is the principle here? It's Mark 11, 23. Jesus Christ said, "Very truly I say to you." Whoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says will come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. The principle is simple: believe what the word of God is saying and speak that over the situation. There are people today, because their businesses are closed. They're not making any money right now. Okay? It's easy to say, Bla, blah, 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 blah. why say that? Instead of say that, save your situation, according to the book of Coffee. why say that? Instead of saying that, say in your situation, Praise God, the Lord has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Every sickness and every disease is under the curse of the law. Therefore, I'm redeemed from the curse of every sickness and disease. I'm redeemed from this. You understand what I'm saying? Or if you're going to go on, you know, take the necessary precautions. Okay? The government Doctors, uh, uh, caregivers are giving us good advice, wear your mask, social distancing, wash your hands. Oh, by the way, the doctor, remind me, tell your people if they're washing their hands in 70% alcohol, dilute it with water, because the skin absorbs that, it's not good for the heat. Okay? Anyway, just give that to you for free. Okay? So yes, we do those things, but I want to take care of a few factors, the fear that you might get. The fear that you might die. The fear of of something like this. You know, we begin to think of ourselves alone. That even today, people are starting to quarrel. Oh, by the way, avoid strife. Easier said than done. You're all in the house. All day. (laughs) Okay? People are getting frustrated, getting irritated, getting annoyed. It's so easy to quarrel with one another. Don't quarrel. Be patient with one another. Strife opens the shield. There is a breach that takes place when that happens. Remember what Jesus Christ said. A house divided cannot stand. As long as we are in agreement with each other, our faith will stand. And the book of Ephesians says the shield of faith will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Permanent fires. Faith will take care of that. Fear will open a breach in your profession. Are you getting this? That's why we need to hear the word of God. It is the word of faith. He says, say for the valley of course, live, be filled. Why is he saying that? Because that's what God says. So simply, God is saying to us, say what God says, speak the word of God over your situation. If you're beginning to feel bad, you tend to, the body to resist the sickness in the name of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? Now, uh, wearing yourself up the coronavirus comes into the body and it uh, uh, fools the body into thinking it's part of itself and that's the reason the body does not resist that. That's what the doctor says. That's how it, it behaves, okay? Well, the Spirit of God is in you. You understand what I'm saying? Romans 18, part of the second reading is the Spirit of God is in you. You dispel your body, something subject of your body in the name of Jesus. Resist this disease. Resist this thing. You're not going to be right to because the Spirit of God is living. you understand what I'm saying? Hello? So that's what you said instead of saying, I think I'm getting, it. I, think I'm getting it, right? I think I'm not getting better. I think I'm not I think the business is falling. I think uh, we're going to go back. I think uh, my debt's going to grow bigger because I can't pay. I think like this we're going to etc., etc. It's easy to say those things. Why say them when you can say what God says? I shall not fail because God will never leave me nor forsake me. Everything I do is blessed by God. I'm blessed, not cursed. You understand what I'm saying? See, you need to understand. Hell wants to do something against you. Heaven wants to do something for you. What will take place in your life? The one you agree with? If you agree with heaven, then that's what's going to happen in your life. Remember, when some people came to Jesus and asked Him to be you one of the things that Jesus Christ said is this, According to your faith, let it be done unto you. He did not say according to He didn't say according to uh, John's faith. According to your faith, what do you believe that I can do? When a blind man came to him and asked to see Jesus Christ, do you believe I can do this? It's important for us to have faith in God. And one of the ways by which we exercise faith is to say what God says, especially when you're feeling afraid. God has not given us a sphere of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Okay? And then in verse 9, verse 9, yeah, verse 9, he says, speak to the breath. This is the Holy Spirit. Remember in the book of Genesis, it says, darkness covered the earth. There was nothing. The Holy Spirit was over it. And then God said, let there be light. When God spoke His Word, the Holy Spirit took the Word of God and created what God said. Saying to the breath, you say, Lord, I thank you that you're blessing Lord, I thank you that during this time you have a way of bringing resources to me. Lord, I thank you during this time you are protecting my family. Lord, I thank you that this time you are a healer. And even though my family lives over there in 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 I thank you, Lord, that you're keeping them safe. If you have a caregiver or a nurse in the family, I thank you, Lord, that you're. That no evil shall befall full arm, neither shall any blame come hurt them. You understand what I'm saying? Tell your situation what God says. And then praise God, speak to the breath. Agree with God. Boy, i agree with you. It doesn't look that way, but I am agreeing with you. I'm going to say what God says. Amen? And especially during this time that we need to practice our faith in God. Amen? Practice faith. Intentionally practice faith. Amen. So stand.